Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Talking Lamar. Today, we are talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Chuck Norris, my man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you. That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. Listen, there is nothing that I love better than sitting down and watching reruns of Walker, Texas Ranger that I've probably seen a dozen times. If I'm surfing the channels and I see a Chuck Norris movie in the middle, I don't care which one it is, I'm going to hang in there. I love this guy. Now, here's a little background. Norris was born in Ryan, Oklahoma. His real name is Carlos Ray Norris. And a little fact... When Chuck Norris was born, the only person who cried was the doctor. Never, ever (laughs) slapped Chuck Norris. Never, never. When he was 16, his parents divorced, and he wound up in California with his brothers and his mother. Now, his dad, he was always going on these alcoholic binges that lasted for months. Chuck was very non-athletic. He was very shy. Uh, He wasn't a great student. And he was very embarrassed by being so poor and having a drunk for a dad. And he became very, very introverted. And when he graduated, he joined the Air Force and he was an air policeman. And he studied martial arts so that he could handle himself as a policeman. Remember this, Chuck Norris does not believe in the periodic table. He only believes in the element of surprise. Okay, that's the kind of guy he is. When he got out of the Air Force, he opened a martial (laughs) arts studio, and it was very successful, so he opened up a chain of the studios. Now, he had all kinds of celebrity clients, Steve McQueen, Bob Barker, Priscilla Presley, Donnie Marie Osmond, and many more. And the question you have to ask yourself about Chuck Norris, why does Chuck Norris always win at hide-and-seek? It's because you don't find Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris finds you. (laughs) He started to compete in karate competitions, and after a few years, he started winning. And he went on to become the world karate champion multiple times. And he met during all this competition, he met Bruce Lee. They became friends and trained together. And so one of the first things he got to do as far as acting, he was a villain in Bruce Lee's movie, Way of the Dragon. Now, it was the highest grossing film of 1972 in Hong Kong, which is the home of all these kind of films. So in 1974, Steve McQueen, who was a student and a friend, he encouraged Chuck 
to take acting lessons. So what Chuck wanted to do is he wanted to make movies that had a story and where the action would take place when it was emotionally right. Sort of the, you know, the good guy wins, the bad guy loses. But you always have to remember, when the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for Chuck Norris. <laughs> so let's don't make let's don't make any mistakes. <laughs> but <laughs> Chuck Norris, he, he had to raise money because he was a no name and, and nobody really took him serious. And so he sat down with a group of people that were made up of uh, doctors and lawyers and people that had money and were looking for some way to invest. And there were, and there were about a dozen of them. So he sat down and he presented them with this brief synopsis of his story and who he was. And he told them about his background in karate. And when he was certain that he had their interest, he told them that he understood why they might hesitate to invest in his movie because they really had no idea who he was. But there are 4 million karate practitioners in America who know exactly who he is. He went on to explain that he was the undefeated world karate champion for six years in a row. Now, he had retired, and since he didn't fight anymore, the only place his fans could see him would be on the movie screen. And if only half of them came to see the movie, that is a $6 ticket. It would be a $6 million gross on a $1 million investment to make the movie. And they knew right then, they, they realized they were going to make a lot of money. So they gave him the money, and he was off to the races. And he made like Eye for an Eye, Silent Rage, Force Vincent, tons and tons of movies. And there's just a lot more to this story. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best-of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. You know, and out of all these movies, one of the best ones I've ever seen, and one of his best-rated movies was Lone Wolf McQuaid. And I will never forget one scene in this movie. He's in a blazer truck. And so the bad guy digs a hole big enough to put the truck in and buries him. And he comes to and he cranks the truck and puts it in four wheel drive and shoots up out of the ground. <laughs> it was the greatest scene ever. I mean, it's it just awesome. It was awesome. I've never but, seen that scene, but I'm going to go look for it. You've got, wow. oh, I promise you, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, uh, three of the movies that really, really set him up was the Missing in Action films. And by 1990, his films had grossed over $5 million worldwide. Now that, I mean, I'm going to start not $5 million, $500 million. $500 million doesn't sound that big today, but this is in 1990. So $500 million was a lot of money. And another fact that you may not know is when Alexander Graham Bell first invented the telephone, he found that he had three missed calls from Chuck Norris. <laughs> after, after huge success. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> after huge success they never, they in the movies in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> 
after he had all this huge success in the movies in 1993, he started what for me is the TV show of all TV shows, Walker, Texas Walker, Ranger, Texas Ranger. where he played yeah. Cordell Walker, a Texas Ranger. It lasted eight seasons on CBS, but it continues in syndication. And I promise you, if you've got cable, you can watch it on some channel just about any time of the day, 24 hours a day. He's on somewhere. And I just, I, I can't get enough. The ratings were off the chart and Chuck Norris, he owned Saturday night TV. Something you may not have heard, Chuck Norris was once bitten by a cobra. And after days of excruciating excruciating pain, the cobra died. In 1996, <laughs> he made a deal with Total Jim for him and Christy Brinkley to sell their product. And let me tell you, they sold some. They sold to the tune of 4 million units. Because let's be honest, when Chuck says buy this product, by God, you buy this product. He has written at least 10 books. Well, okay, I say he's written 10 books. Chuck Norris does not actually write books. The words assemble themselves out of fear. But <laughs> at, at any rate, he wrote about martial arts, exercise, philosophy, politics, Christianity, Western fiction, and his own biography. He's got a ton of books. You can go on uh, Amazon and find them. Most of them you can get for less than $4, but I, I'm just telling you, he's got a bunch of books. So uh, years ago... I went to hear him speak at Furman University, and it was a speaking engagement and a book signing, and the place was packed. I mean, it was standing room only. There were little kids with little Wranglers and cowboy boots and Walker, Texas Ranger hats running around. I mean, there was a ton of people, and he owned the crowd. I mean, he did. He owned them, and he was a tremendous speaker. And he held that very friendly crowd in the palm of his hand. And I, for one, was happy to be there. I hung on every word. I laughed at every joke. And by the way, Chuck Norris can kill two stones with one bird if he has to. Um, I don't know if you know this. He also counted to infinity three separate times. Um, when he did Expendables 2, he only agreed to do it after they cut the bad language enough to get a PG-13 rating. I mean, he forced them to change. And he wasn't in the movie, but just for a few minutes. But he said the only way he would do it is if they took out a lot of the bad words. And he said that many people would not be able to watch it with an R rating because young people couldn't get in. And he said, I don't play in movies like that. So they changed that one. Um, <clears throat> you may not know this. It's a geography type thing. There are no streets named after Chuck Norris. Because no one would ever cross Chuck Norris. That would be stupid. <laughs> um, when, when, now, when he spoke at, the, when he spoke at uh, Furman, the first thing he acknowledged was that in 2005, the Chuck Norris jokes on the Internet put him back in the limelight and reignited his career. And he's always had this ability to not really take himself too seriously, and he never pretended to be anything he wasn't. He was a martial arts champion that knew how to make action movies. And after he spoke, I stood in line for two hours to get my book signed. And they always warn you, and you've heard this. I know both, uh, all three of you have heard this. You don't ever want to meet your heroes because yes. they might disappoint. Well, let me go ahead and say, Chuck Norris did not disappoint. After two hours of standing in line, and I'm, as I got closer, I'm watching him. Each person that walked up, he talked to them like they were the only person in the room. He was not in a hurry. I mean, he was fantastic. And when I got to him, uh, and you know, I gave him the book to sign, and I said, listen, I said, I have to tell you, 
I said, there's nothing you've ever done that I haven't watched. And I said, you've given me hours and hours and hours of, of entertainment and pleasure. And I really appreciate it. And so sincerely, he looks up and he goes, listen, without you watching me, I got nothing. I appreciate it. And super, super nice guy. I don't know if y'all have ever seen him uh, on the late night talk shows. Have you seen him on Conan years ago? He's very charming. Like He's I was very blown charming. away. Yeah. Conan did a a bit uh, after the uh, the networks merged and he had access to the Walker Texas Ranger stuff. So he had a handle and he called it the Walker Texas Ranger handle and he would pull it and it would play clips. And if you'll go to YouTube and look up Conan and Chuck Norris, he shows all of these crazy clips and they are hilarious when you look at them out of context or whatever. And at one point, he starts making fun of Chuck Norris. And this has been going on for a couple of months. And so he's making fun of him. And all of a sudden, the camera switches up to the top of the aisle where the crowd is. And there stands Chuck Norris. And he goes, <laughs> I've had about enough of this, Conan. And Conan says, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? He says, I'm telling you, don't pull that handle again. And so Conan reaches over and you hear a gunshot ring out and it like it pings off of that thing and he pulls his hand back. <laughs> and he said, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows. He knows how to make himself the butt of the joke. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it works. Yeah. He, he he just does a great he does a great thing. So he becomes anyway. he becomes the butt of those jokes, and yet he keeps his strength and dignity. Yes. Oh yeah, he does. He does. He's he is absolutely, and you know he is still in fantastic shape, and he's mm -hmm. like eighty. I mean he mm -hmm. he is in fantastic shape. So anyway, I, I've had a great so, time. Go ahead. So Lamar, wait before you wrap up. <laughs> two things. My our oldest daughter Maggie, the senior of the daughters, that girl loves Walker Texas Ranger and Chuck <laughs> Norris. Like she will. This is a mother of three babies. She will take you outside into the parking lot and clock you if you disrespect Walker Texas Ranger. Oh yeah. Oh, For me, for me, the best Walker Texas Ranger thing, and I don't think we still have it um, because you know it was part of the old job. But it was during the uh, Winter Olympics when they were in um, Nagano, Japan. And, of course, CBS was preempting primetime programming to run the Winter Olympic Games. And we got a phone call. The person called us by mistake and left us a message. They meant to call the TV station. And it was, um, it was, an, it was a, an older woman. And when I say older, I mean like, like, like great-grandma level older. Yeah. She sounded like she was in her 80s or 90s. And she said, she, there was not even like any preamble or hello or any preliminaries. So the beep, I want my Walker, Texas Ranger. Why are you paying these Japanese Olympics? I want Walker, Texas Ranger. And then she hung up. And I could not we, believe. We played it. it over and over again on the air. We were hoping that she would call in. If, um, but if that, if so that call had gone to CBS instead of the Bob and Sherry show. Let me tell you something. You could have gotten you some Walker, Texas Ranger instead of the <laughs> Japanese Olympics. You don't mess with the Chuck Norris fandom. He sir. Is fa now, listen, he, his fans are rabid and I, and I am one of them. I have one of them. So, but anyway, we've come to the end. We've had a great time talking about my personal hero, Chuck Norris. I hope y'all enjoyed it too. If you did, 
please tell your friends. I am going to leave you with this final fact. Chuck Norris's heartbeat sounds exactly like the U.S. National Anthem. <laughs> Join us on the next Talking Lamar podcast. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.